Hey there, folks. I can't believe it. 150 episodes of the Uticast. Uh, and this week, we're doing a little Maiden Utica passport special with GFOP, Justin Parkinson, and potentially Kate Riley. I don't know. We'll see when we get there. Uh, also this week, we're going to talk about my uh, my extended car nonsense. We're going to talk about Heather reading a book. We're going to talk about uh, checking with Claudia Tinney, uh, meals and calories, uh, history lessons. Uh, Justin will be here to talk 10 minutes of sports, which we didn't mean to do, but it happens when we sit down together. All this, much more, 150 episodes. It feels so good, as always, to be back. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back, folks. Oh, my startup disc is almost full. That's all right. I'll deal with it after this segment. Welcome back, folks. It's the Uticast, episode 150. Uh, it's not really a special episode, but we are going to talk a lot about the Maiden Utica Passport. So I guess we could call this the Maiden Utica Passport Special. 150. If we had to have some sort of title for it. Although I'm treating it just like a normal episode otherwise. Uh, but yeah, we're back. I, of course, Sam Fimolaro, joined by Heather Waz. Heather was one at Twitter. You can follow Twitter. her there. And of course, Kevin Sullivan. Back again. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Another lovely I Monday. I say, yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm home. Here. I'm in the house. It's Monday. It is. When I say in the house, I just literally mean in my home. I expounded no effort to be here today. Um, <laughs> I always um, wonder. It's got to be a... Monday's always frustrating for me because I always have to go back to work and I always have to think about like the how the show's going to play out in my right. head. It's got to be more annoying when... Like, you don't have to work on a Monday, but this thing is looming later in the day. Looming. I turned on, yeah, I turned on a lot of stuff on Mondays. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad to do it, to be here. So, you know, see Heather and see you do 150 episodes. Awesome. It's impressive that we made it to 150. I thought I would have quit by now. I quit a lot of things prematurely, like my novel. I know. And my band. Did you quit the novel? Well, for now. Temp- hiatus. Temp- okay, everything's so everything's on, hiatus. on hiatus, right? That's all. You didn't quit it. It's just, you know, hiatus. You're going to come back to it. Back I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. Well, we never went on a hiatus for this show, at least not yet. It's awesome. Um, 150. 150. Uh, the passage of time seems very <laughs> weighs heavily on me because of it. The more and more I count those numbers every week, I'm like, wow, 150 weeks, huh? Jeez, these wheeze. Okay, um, so we have, uh, again, this is the Maiden Utica Passport special, so we are going to have Justin Parkinson on here to talk about the fifth annual Maiden Utica Passport, which... I have to say... That's even crazier to me. I remember the passport being uh, like, hey, maybe this might be a cool idea to do years ago. And the fact that this is the fifth is is really wild for me personally. And we've really gone all out this year with the design and the layout. I'm excited to see this one. It's It's crazy. It keeps topping itself every year. It's really ambitious. It's wild. Uh, And I'll get Justin on here to talk about why he chose to be so ambitious when initially I didn't think we planned on it. But, well, we'll we'll get his word on that. Uh, later on. But for now, uh, we might as well get into this week's topics. Heather, I got to discuss a text message you sent to me during the week. Because you send me good text messages out of nowhere and I enjoy them. Uh, this is one you sent me. It was just a picture of a book 
Uh, Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit 451, and it said, I figured I'd start with a short book first. <laughs> It only has like a hundred pages. <laughs> no, it has more than that. How are you enjoying Fahrenheit? Uh, I got through the first page. That's all you got through? Just yeah. your first page? Yeah. You haven't picked it up since? No, because I haven't had a chance to. Mm. I'm going to try tonight. I have the hammock out in the yard, so that will be my time. Oh, so that's a, that's... I put the hammock up today, so I'm like, this will be my time for myself. I can read and sit in the hammock. I would fall asleep too easily in the hammock, I feel like. It'd be tough for me to read in the hammock. I'm going to try. Yeah, well, did you like the one page of... Yeah, Fahrenheit? no, I've heard... I wanted... There's a show out. Or a movie there's a, I was going to ask you if that's the oh. reason you got like uh, an itch to read it because I've seen the trailer yeah. uh, for the movie slash show. I'm that person. <laughs> I'm into that. No, I saw a visual and I was like, oh, I'm interested. I think. And Zach's like, I happen to have that book. I'm like, of course. Whenever I have a book that is being turned into a movie or is being adapted, I feel like it's a race against time for me to make sure I've read it before the book comes, or the movie comes out, and then inevitably I never do. Like that happened to Annihilation. Like I've had Annihilation for three years. And the movie came out, and I was like, I should go read this! And yeah, but you still haven't seen the movie, have you? No, I'd like so to, So there's though. still time. Yeah, there's still, still time. You can do it right now. Sure, yeah, I can do it right now. That's true. I've definitely had that happen where there's a movie I'm going to go seek out, but I make a concerted effort to read the book first because I know that I'm going to want that experience, mm-hmm. and you can never get it back. Mm-hmm. You know, as somebody who's read a lot of the books and then seen a lot of the movies and vice versa, you can never get the first time with the book back. I think the obvious example, I've talked about it before, is The Shining. I saw the movie The Shining before I read the book, and I was never really able to disassociate Jack Nicholson with the character, right? It just, it is what it is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to read it. I really am. It's good. It's good. You have, what's today? Today's the the 8th? The 7th? 8th? We're talking about page 2 next week, so you better come I'm ready. Gonna, no, I'm really going to try. I have the hammock up. I'm, I'm going to do it. You have 12 days before the movie premieres on HBO. That's your, your timeline. You okay. have a week, almost two weeks. Do you know weeks. when it's going to premiere? I just, okay, so we'll get into that in a second okay. about why I know <laughs> that it's going to premiere. Because the minute this show is over, uh, and matter of fact, I, I thought about foregoing the podcast so that Kevin and I can finish the last three episodes of Westworld that we are not currently caught up on. Kevin, what are your thoughts about canceling this week's show and going to watch the rest of the episodes of Westworld? Uh, yeah, let's cancel it. Shut it down. <laughs> I love Westworld. Shut it down right now. Um, I'm glad that we have a show that all three of us like, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Are you, You're totally caught up yeah, on Yeah, I'm watching season two already. You're watching season two already. Well, it's, I'm all caught up. Yeah. Well, there was a new episode last night, and here's my problem. I sort of had to avoid a lot of internet landmines this morning because Westworld is one of those shows that people talk about, like, the day after on all sorts of, like, uh, content blogs. So I definitely had to skim past, like, three or four different, like, what does this episode of Westworld mean, right? They're trying to trap me, and they're looking for spoilers, and I said no. And I'm a sucker for spoilers. I have a hard time avoiding them. But I tried. I tried. I'm really enjoying it. Um... Have you also went to a concert this weekend? You went to see your boys, The Crazy Fools. Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't really say I went to a concert, but yeah, I went on to uh, see Tim and Cliff and all of our dear friends down at John Devereaux's Tavern. Mm. Um, I happened to catch my cousins uh, all in action for about all of two songs. Kind of late by the time we made it down there, but it was always nice to see them um, getting excited. You know, they'll be playing for us this summer. and nice. It's always good to see them, and it's nice to see music in that building. Mm. I feel like I've been going to see music in that building for longer than almost any place else now, you know, and whatever iteration of ownership the bars had or whatever it's been, whatever their angle was, the one common thing that goes on has always been great music. So it was cool to go in there and see those guys playing again when I used mm. to see them play there for literally probably over a decade ago, back nice. like when we were playing yeah. out and awesome. stuff like that. Do you remember when we played there with that guy from Bad Company? We did play there. I was thinking about that yeah. when I was there, was and I remember it was somebody weird. It was the guy from Bad Company. It was one of the... Key- 
It was some guy who was like a hired keyboard player in oh, like okay. a third iteration oh, of a okay. bad company. One of those things <laughs> okay, where it's like it. the only thing he's got for his resume. It's like, yeah, it's me from Bad Company. You know, feel like making love. <laughs> that you know, one song. Writers of the famous song, Bad Company. <laughs> <laughs> bad Company. What was funny about it too is he was one of those guys like when you're in the musician field or you did the music game growing up, you right. come across a lot of different types of musicians you meet. You meet, right? Sometimes other bands are really friendly to you because they're like, you're on the road. You're like, hey, you know, same kind of thing. We're doing the same vibes. And sometimes you get somebody who's had a little bit too much success and it goes to their head. This is, But it's always the people which is like little glimpses of it. <laughs> yeah, little glimpses. Like the people, the people that like, you know, we've met are people that have known that have, that have been, you know, reached genuine legitimate success in, you know, musical endeavors. Those people tend to be pretty gracious, but it's the people who... Just got a little taste. <laughs> little taste. Those are the Chasing people it. who have got the, the problems. He didn't want to move his keyboard, if I remember correctly. It was set up in the front of the stage, and we didn't really prominently... It was like a big, like, double rack keyboard. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a big stage, the Devereaux or the Dev or John Devereaux, whatever you want to call it. It's not that big of a stage. It's like, okay, you guys, you know, do whatever you want. And we had, like, four or five guys in the band. And he's like, just, you gotta leave the keyboards right here. I can't move them. They've already been sound checked. I'm like, sound check for what? Like, it's, <laughs> what are we talking about? It's not that big of a room over there. It's already been sound checked, so please don't look at my keys. So we were just like, all right, I guess we'll just stand here, crowded together, <laughs> playing original songs that nobody wants to hear because they're all here to hear the song Bad Company by the guy from Bad Company, and that's it. I'm getting a complete visual of all this right it was, now. It was a weird show. It was one of the weirder ones. And I think it was like, particularly disappointing because it was like a, a hometown show at a nice bar we liked with... We were really young. We were young, yeah. It was like a... It, it, Felt like it should have been a, a big moment for us. It was and the it, first and only time we played there, I think. Yes, it might have been. I don't know if we ever went back. Yeah. We definitely played Electric Company a couple times. Oh, yeah, yeah. But not, I, I think it was the one time at the old iteration of the I feel Dev. Like the old Devro was a little bit out of our um, sphere. Yes. A little bit out of our scene. Yeah, and we weren't playing when it went to what was probably would have been our scene. We weren't yes. really playing as often. You get the edge to play lately? I'm getting the edge lately. Every day, all the time. How uh, I want to hear you. Nobody today. wants to play. I want you I've to learn how to play you. drums. So you can be in our group. Anybody play the drums. If you listen to the show right now, you play the drums. Hit us up, uticast.gmail.com. We will start whatever kind of band you want. You just have to play the drums. I'm really into Zydeco, though. So if you want to start like a Zydeco band, particularly. You don't know Zydeco? It's like a particular regional type of music. Look oh. it up. It's good. I'll show is you. Is it? Yeah. Well, what is Zydeco? Give me an, ex- give me an example of Zydeco. Yeah, we'll look it up. Uh, there's that one talking head song that's basically a Zydeco song. Um, uh-huh. Uh, Road to Nowhere. That's uh-huh. like a Zydeco song. Uh-huh. Yeah, with that weird... Uh-huh. I see. I see. <laughs> yeah, I see. I see what you're doing. All right, talking heads. All right, anyhow. Uh, so I had three... Uh, that was an awkward interaction for you folks live on the air, but I had three... Awkward interactions in the world this week, and I wanted to share. I don't doubt it for a second. <laughs> okay, so this is one that I think some of our I listeners. I kind of want to guess them, but go ahead. Get, oh, wait, Eddie, what do you think? Did you were you cashing out somewhere and you asked somebody how their day was going more than once? Oh. No, no, no. These I gotta say, all I'll give you a hint. All three of these are car based. Car based. Okay. All based around the car. Hit me with them. All right. Number one, uh, I was near the the Killebrew area there, driving back toward Utica. Seneca Turnpike. Seneca Turnpike, right? And I was turning down the radio or down my podcast on the thing or whatever. Light changes in front of me from red to green. Mm-hmm. Car in front of me goes. 
This thing must have been changed for two seconds, and I got the world's longest beep I behind me, like the hard, the hard <laughs> honk right now. I, I, I don't, look, I'm usually pretty conscious about like if if I had been there for long, I would have been like ah, you know, sorry, I would have waved. Yeah. This was instantaneous, moments, moments after it happened, and then a magical thing happened. There was a car in the lane next to me that wasn't going very fast. So what I got to do was slow roll this guy all the way up to, oh my God, he was so, I slow rolled this guy all the way to Burstone Road from there. This guy was so angry at me. Um, and it's definitely not safe, and you should never do this to anybody. Look, I feel like... It's, it, <laughs> I can't stand that, though. Here's the thing. If you're driving, and, like, sometimes somebody will be doing something, they'll be distracted, and they don't notice the lights change, give them a courtesy, like, little tap. Tap the horn really, really quick. That's okay, but, like, to sit there and lay on it, lay I mean, what, what, are you gotta, what are you getting excited for? I don't know. Like, I just and don't. You know what it was, too? Where are you going? I looked back... <laughs> I looked I looked back in the, in the, in the rearview mirror, yeah. right? And I could see him... Doing this thing, like, oh, oh I was flailing. He's like, oh, what the hell is this kid doing? Oh, look at his my cell phone. I'm like, like oh, buddy, where this are you guy. going? <laughs> Yo, what's up? I never bro? understand. You can't be going somewhere. Uh, uh, the other one, uh, also car based, I was in McDonald's getting coffee this morning. Mm-hmm. And I was pulling out correctly from the parking lot at McDonald's. Noted. Okay. <laughs> there, there is a back entrance of the McDonald's out onto uh, Burstone Road. That's an exit only. And I watched a guy pull in in front of me, dangerously close, and go through the do not enter thing, and then go right into the drive-thru. And I was irrationally angry that there was no, like, drive-thru police to come stop this guy from breaking the drive-thru laws. I was so irrationally angry. I think maybe that's just a morning thing, though. I mean, it just caught me at the wrong time. Yeah, for coffee, yeah. But is there no civility if the sign says, don't do not enter? Just drive around. There's an at obvious the, path. At the, is there a civility at the 24-hour McDonald's? No. Mm. No, but there no. is no. this no. road right by where my store was, and it was a one-way, and every day some, it, someone would turn down the wrong way. Oh, yeah. And... And that was there. different because that was a little yeah. one size yeah, alley. One, like, yeah. It's not like yes. you know with the McDonald's yeah. where if you look, you're looking. But um, and then last but not least, this was kind of this was funny actually. This was on Friday, um, that beautiful Friday afternoon that we had uh, when it felt like summer was really here. And I was driving down Genesee Street and I stopped in front of the Green Onion red light. And these two young kids, like 13, 15 year old boys, are walking across the crosswalk, and one and the older one stops looks dead at me and my buddy Steve, who's in the passenger seat, and starts to dab and starts doing dances, like, through the, through the crosswalk. And it was the highlight of my day. Just, like, just some kid just dabbing and dancing his way through the sidewalk. And I'm looking at him. I'm laughing. So I'm like, oh, yeah. So I'm dancing along, right? And I'm dancing with the kid. No, because then I realized that all the people at Green Onion who are out in the front porch oh, are watching stop. me like an ass, See? like dancing in front of the stop sign with some kid. But so, now you'll never be one of the cool kids because they saw you. I don't know what you're going to do. It's true. It's so much trouble. <laughs> Shout out to all my <laughs> pals at the Green Onion. Uh, so, we've already gone very long this week. Uh, I won't get too far into it. We were going to talk about the video uh, that we made for the 5th annual Maiden Utica Passport. Uh mm-hmm. Uh, another collaboration between uh, Maiden Utica's Justin Parkinson, myself, uh, GFOP Tom Knudsen, uh, a lot of good friends, Zach Wilson, wonderful work on this. Aaron Higgins uh, couldn't replace the work that she did on this show. Couldn't replace it. Uh, who else did we have who was out there doing good work for us? Uh, Katie decided not to come for that one. She said, no, nah, I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> it looked funny from the pictures. We had a lot of fun. Um, I won't spoil too much about what the video itself is about. 
Um, but Parkinson might. I mean, Parkinson <laughs> certainly will, right? But that's fine. Uh, but what I will do is this: Tom sent me uh, a little audio proof of the narration that we had to do, so I'm going to share it with you, listeners, here for just a moment. It's just a couple seconds long. You guys ready? Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Let's see if I can get it going. The power of the internet. Get it. No. I'm hitting the button. It didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. This place, this place is full of them. People looking for excitement, looking for satisfaction, looking for deals. <laughs> they say there's nothing to do in this rust belt loop. But au contraire, I'm here to show them a better way. Things to eat, things to watch, things to do. I need to get the word out. But how? They used to call this place Handshake City. But that was a long time ago. Back before he showed up. I'm Mr. Negative! <laughs> Get into the power of negative energy! There's nothing to do around here. There's too many potholes. Olive Garden's just as good. Feel the negative energy for yourself. Ugh. <laughs> My eggs were scrambled. I thought it was over. And then I remembered. The Maiden Utica Passport. Ha! Nice coupon book. <laughs> the Maiden Utica Passport. No! And I slapped some deals into him. <laughs> so that's that's just a quick clip. Uh, there's much more that we taped, and I need to go tape some more tomorrow. Um, Should but, pay to put that 30 that, second audio on the radio. <laughs> so TK actually sent us a, me a message today in the group thing when he said this. He said we really need to do like a radio podcast drama now. That's actually really good. It's not bad. I really like that. Okay, so, so there's visual to go with all that. I, yes, there's lots of visual. There's more audio than that. Like we definitely recorded much more audio uh, that yeah. is not yet. Uh, lined up with video. I have to go back out in the streets. By the time you folks hear this tomorrow, I'll be in the streets in my superhero apparel uh, shooting B-roll with our GFOP Tom Knudsen. So if you see us... So you're gonna be out. You're gonna be out on the street in full costume tomorrow. Uh, very yeah, briefly, but yes. I, uh, after 4 p.m., I'll be around <laughs> in various areas that you may find in this year's fifth annual Maiden Utica Passport. That'd be a good place to start. You wanted to see really your like favorite that. superhero out on the streets. Uh, yeah, so a lot of fun. That was Zach, uh, GFOP Zach Wilson from Maiden Utica, who was, was Mr. playing Negative? Mr. Yeah. Negative. Yeah, man, he really leaned into that role. I got to tell you, we had a lot of fun. <laughs> Do you ever watch it? You watch Parks and Rec? Um, a couple of times. It reminded me of that. Okay, there's an episode of the show where they're trying to record a negative uh, advertisement for this guy Bobby Newport, and they're all using these like terrible voices like Bobby Newport's never had a real job in his life and for like 10 minutes that's kind of what it was like in here just me and Zach and TK doing silly voices into a microphone <laughs> and we were like 10 years old again it was a lot of fun you should do like little commercials with those voices on Utica <laughs> don't, don't give me any ideas I got I already got too much work going on alright so that was a lot uh, I did have a couple things we wanted to talk about did we want to check in with our good pal Claudia Tinney it feels like for episode 150 it would be just fitting that we check in oh uh, she's the worst <laughs> we, need to, we need to vote her out. Like, it's not even a joke. Every, I know a lot of people get a kick out of it. I have people come up to me. Like, people in public are like, hey, I appreciate um, the fact that you bring light to Claudia's shame. Mm. And, yeah, man, register to vote and please vote. Have you seen, like, the commercials that, the, like, the house is paying for? 
to get her no. out there. Like her own part. Like they're gonna be spending a lot of money. She's Anthony Verdizzi doesn't have to do any advertising. They're well, doing raised, it for him. He raised a lot more money. I think he raised like twice as much money as she did in small donations so far through the cycle. That are they're awful. Like Four hundred and change to two hundred. They're gonna be pouring a lot of national money into this race because this is. An important and competitive district yes. for them, and it's one that if they lose, really signifies a lot of trouble for the GOP. Yeah. So, get uh, out and vote. So this was from earlier this week. I thought this was interesting. There was a Zogby Analytics had a poll out this week that showed Brindisi ahead uh, with forty-seven percent of the vote. Uh, Claudia was getting forty percent with the remaining thirteen unsure, but the remaining thirteen was split 55-54 in favor of Brindisi. It's still pretty close. Uh, but the general consensus seems to be that if you can win Oneida and Broome counties, you you win the race. Seems to be mm-hmm. the general consensus. Um, so there were two responses to this, one from Brindisi and one from Claudia. Would you guys like to hear the responses to these polls? Yeah. Are you ready? Wouldn't want all that good blue highlighter to go to waste. So, <laughs> so this is from uh, our GFOP, Anthony Brindisi, who's been on the show. I know, Michelle. Uh, polls are great, and it's nice to be up, but the poll that matters the most to me is the poll that happens on Election Day. Despite what others are predicting, uh, are doing to predict the race, I'm going to continue to hold town hall meetings and travel around the district to listen to voters and let them know where I stand on the issue. Okay. Yeah, I'll take it. You ready for this one? Tinney did not respond <laughs> to a request for comment. Oh, gee. Rather, the Claudia Tinney for Congress campaign lambasted the poll. Uh, campaign uh, also pointed out that John Zogby, founder of the Zogby poll, and not Jonathan Zogby, founder of Zogby Analytics, donated to Bernice campaign in September 2017. This was their quote. It is laughable that this low-ranking Democratic political hack who was a Brindisi donor and deemed the worst pollster in the world would pass this off as a legitimate poll. Ouch. Harsh. Oh, she's just disgusting. Angry. Look, it's I... It's pretty rough. Um, aside from being one-sided, the wide margin of error already renders this poll highly questionable. So, there you go. Cool. Of course. Everything's questionable. Everything in this world is questionable, safe. guys. Good for you. Don't, because good. Don't even look at the polls. Just go and vote and tell everybody you know to go and vote. Yes. That's it. All right, very good. Um, where are we at? Uh, we're running a little... Uh, I guess we'll talk what? about that. I'm running a little... <laughs> sorry, I'm just uh, talking about time in my in my head here. Uh, so this is just a little national story. We'll get away from politics for a second. Um, after nearly a decade of delays, um, the Food and Drug Administration is administering a uh, policy on Monday that will require restaurants and other food outlets with 20 or more locations to post calorie counts. Uh, you don't like it? I'm silly. I'm worried about what you're eating. Stay home. <laughs> All right. Well, that's fair. All right. I'll give you that. Uh, any big chain from grocery stores to movie theaters, amusement parks to vending machines will have to show how many calories come with their sandwiches, popcorn, beer, wine, uh, and french fries right up front on the menu. While these changes are not expected to cause Americans to suddenly clean up their diets, uh, they could have profound indirect impacts on how we think about food and nutrition, uh, what we choose from the menu, and ultimately what, restru- uh, what restaurants serve. Do you think it would make any difference to you at all if you go to McDonald's or Taco Bell and they had the calorie count on the combos when you were ordering? Yes. You think it would? Fortunately, yeah. Yeah. Because I would see, I'm like, 800 calories plus this, and I don't know, it's just, I think it would affect what I was going to eat. I mean, I, I saw this a lot in New York. This was like a, this already has been implemented in New York City for a really, really long time. Like, you go to any restaurant in New York City and you're required to see it, and I actually kind of got, you, you sort of get used to it, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think it necessarily stopped me from eating anything I didn't want to eat, or anything I wanted to eat, but it definitely makes you, like, contemplate what you're putting in your own body. And I guess just even being somewhat aware of the, the nutritional value of what's out there, even if calories is sort of a broad uh, measuring stick, it's still good to know, I suppose. 
Kev, got any thoughts about this? Uh, yeah, I think I think this is an excellent move. Mm. Um, I don't see any downside, and I think it's long overdue. The fact of the matter is whether or not it's going to change decisions somebody makes is kind of besides the point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as a consumer, you should be able to have all the information available to you, and they shouldn't withhold information, and they should put it out there loud and proud of everything else because it's just it's information you should remit to the customer if you're going to buy something consumer for your body so people should at least have the information maybe it makes somebody make a healthy choice you know one out of every two times maybe it makes somebody make different choices maybe it doesn't affect it at all but at the end of the day a little bit of that slow gradual change and at least letting people have the information is a better situation than letting mcdonald's and companies like that continue to lie and mislead people i rather i don't know i rather have like the sugar Count and sodium things and kids. Right. I would be. That's where I think it would benefit most because those are the things where you gain the most. I don't. I don't think. That, I don't think that it's so, if one then not the other. I think you should have both. Mm-hmm. You should have all the information available to you yeah. as a consumer. A couple quick facts you guys thought were interesting. You know that more than half of the money spent on food by Americans goes to restaurants and convenient food as opposed to groceries. Yes. Like we actually spend most of our food income that. on food outside of the house. I believe mm-hmm. that. Uh, and also, this is this one makes total sense. It's like no doy when I read it, but I didn't thought about it before. When we dine out, people typically eat more. We consume twenty to forty percent more calories in restaurants compared to what we would normally mm-hmm. eat at home, Absolutely. which makes total sense. Like I go to a restaurant and just eat like a pig because I'm like, well, I'm out here at this restaurant. I'll just have everything. Give me three appetizers. <laughs> um, uh, so. If I had to say, if I was giving you guys, there's a few people who didn't want this to happen, who would you expect it to be? Who would you expect the people who are lobbying against this to be? Claudia Tenney. No, no. Claudia Tenney. No, maybe. American American pizza makers have pushed for it. Yeah. Uh, They've pushed for it? Oh, they've put, uh, they pushed against it because they yeah. think that only posting calories for ser- – they want to post the calories for serving sizes instead of the whole thing, right? Which is fair. Yeah. yeah. Well, because for them, that makes sense because their food is generally meant to be shared communally. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's um, – Convenience stores and supermarkets argue that menu labeling, while appropriate for restaurants, would be too expensive and burdensome for them to apply. That's how you can tell they're lying. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that hard. Uh, and movie theaters try to keep their 1,000-calorie popcorns out of the calorie postings. I think they just don't want people to buy less popcorn because yeah, they sure. serve – well, they serve outrageous sizes of popcorn. Yeah. You ever get a small sure. popcorn? It's bigger than your head. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'll i say this. They did the soda ban when I was living in New York, the soda tax or whatever it was, where they were putting the high tax on sodas and people were making a big deal out of it in New York. And in the long run, all it did was just sort of remind people that soda's not good for you. And I think that's really sort of what... If the only thing we get out of this is, like, people should be more aware of what they're putting in their body, and if we put all the stuff out here and you do it anyway, they can't say it wasn't out there, right? If that's the only thing you get out of this, then I guess it's fine, right? Yeah, I think that, that something, doing something is generally better than doing nothing. Yes. You know I mean? And, like, that, it's easy to give the argument where it's like, well, this isn't a full solution. This won't fix the problem all the way, so why bother? Well, because you got to do something. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people are comparing it to, like, cigarettes. Like, the wide inflammation of public education campaigns uh, was how they got kids to sort of get off smoking over years and years mm-hmm. and years. And they're sort of seeing this as the beginning of that. Like they got to do something about it. They're going to have to yeah. do something about sugar. No, they, sugar. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, sugar I was just is, at the park today and there was like a mom and her three kids and they had like a two-liter of soda, chips, mm-hmm. and a bag of candy. Yeah. And that's what they were eating. And it's just like mm-hmm. insane. Uh, all right. That's all our major news stories. I have three very, very quick uh, congratulations I want to throw out there to people. First congratulations goes out to my very close personal friends, Eric Tuttle and Ivy Ocampo. They got engaged over the yes. weekend. Yeah, I'm very pleased for them. Uh, two of my favorite people in the world. Uh, I didn't call her Ivy Tuttle because I haven't asked them yet what they're doing for last name. So I'll just leave them their full names. Congratulations to my favorite people in the world. 
Uh, congratulations to my niece. She's 13 today. I called and said happy birthday to her. Ooh, terrible teens. Terrible. It's my sister's so screwed. It's all over her. Uh, and last but not least, I want a quick shout out to all my uh, Utica College alumni graduates, specifically my friends Marie Hage uh, and Ian, whose last name I always screw up, so I'm just going to call him Ian W. Uh, Ian, specifically, uh, you guys were a big help to me this year. Uh, congratulations on walking, getting your diploma. Guys, I'm almost there. Are you guys going to come when I walk across the stage? Are you going to come see yeah. me with my dumb hat on, my my thing? <laughs> I did not actually walk when I went to Hunter. When I grabbed my diploma from Hunter, I did, I did not walk Seems like a very on-brand move to not walk. I mean, at the time, I didn't think that anyone besides Angela would come, mm -hmm. right? Maybe, like, Eric and Adam and the boys would have came, yeah. and Dorothy. Mm -hmm. But, like, how many people were coming down to New York City for that? Maybe five, six people, right? Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to force five or six people to come sit for three hours of a giant yeah. New York City, like, college where it takes hours just to watch me go, hey, thanks, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then that's it. But for you to college, I'm, I'm going to strut it out. <laughs> I'm going to pull the Rob Tobias and just rip my shirt off and flex on stage once they give me my master's See? degree. That's my plan. Hey, my landlord's calling me, so that seems like a good time uh, for us to go to this week's <laughs> interview uh, with GFOP, uh, the man behind Maiden Utica, uh, Justin Parkinson, and maybe Katie? I don't know, 50-50, but probably Justin, but maybe Justin and Katie, but probably Justin. We'll be back in just a moment. Is what I would say if she was here, but she's not. She's not. Uh, it's just my arch nemesis, frenemy, uh, boss, compatriot, uh, sports rival, guest, guest, honored guest, honored guest. <laughs> it's it's the most flattering. When I went to Party City on uh, on Saturday to go yeah. get the the costume for or parts of the costume for the shoot, I went to go get um, trophies because I you know they, oh, for, I, I mean, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. For, yes. And not only do they not have the trophies that I used to get the guests, the trophies they do have now are crummier. So now I have to figure out... Twice the price, though? It's actually less expensive, but they don't look very good. Well, of course. Then at least that's fair. They're even crummier. Wait, but if they are crummier, but cost less, <laughs> that's fair, right? I guess. You know, like if they were holding the same price, but brought in a different distributor, can I, that'd, can be, I rag that'd on, be not fair. Um, not Party City necessarily, but stores like that, because it's so impossible to tell how much anything costs. I went looking for, like, there's seven different fedora-type hats yeah. that you can buy there, and at no point in time would anyone tell me what they cost. I was like, just... It's is, all on season. It's all, it's yeah, all season. So, like... It's all scattered. It's not in any particular, like, layout. Yeah. I was the, lucky I found the map. I'm sure that all the superhero stuff is just, like, increased right now, right? And then, like, in a couple of weeks, it'll go back down. To just, like, fair. everyone wants to be Iron Man for a little bit. Party City is not 
a costume store unless it's Halloween, Halloween right? So they have it's like a party supply. It's like one section yeah, of yeah, like yeah, of yeah. costumes. All so, your party needs in yeah, that store. Yeah, the trophies are on the same aisle as the masks. So <laughs> I mean, I, this is cluttered. No. Uh, Justin Parkinson, the man, the myth, the legend behind Maiden Utica. Congratulations, year number five. Yeah, for so. the passport. Did you? Did it? Well. It's, Fourth year, fifth overall passport. Fifth overall passport. So you opened with a passport. Right? Is that how it works? Yeah. Yeah. Fifth annual, but this is the fourth. This is the start of the fifth year. So we're coming up on four-year birthday, but fifth passport. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So I don't know how that all works. Yeah. (laughs) Great. It's the fifth passport altogether Um, in the fourth year, because you count year zero. Yeah, yeah. It's like a comic book. You don't have first It's like a comic book, almost. They start with number zero before number one. Yes. Huh. Yeah, comic books. Je- episode well, zero, like me. On episode. There, you were on episode zero, yeah. and now yeah. one fifty. A hundred. Well, there you go. One hundred and fifty-one. So this isn't like this podcast. It's interesting that this this isn't even a special anymore. Now. No. You've blown the whole special. <laughs> I forgot about episode zero, which I again at the time pitched was like, no, it's a comic books. Do they have episode zero? Yeah. Um, Lost to the gal is there. I mean this in the nicest possible way, so don't don't take this the wrong way. You look haggard and sleepless. And yeah. you look like you've been burning the midnight oil. Well, uh, just today, actually, because Dave sent all the stuff. You're talking about GFOP, uh, Dave Delachase yeah. from Dandy Press. Yeah, so this we've we've had like a really small window to do this, obviously, because we do. We're actually a day ahead of schedule, meaning mm-hmm. like everything has to go tomorrow, and it's pretty yeah. much done today. So yeah. like, <laughs> it's good. It's that very ahead hours ahead of schedule. Yeah, I'm like this is really good. This is like weeks for me, um, but. With the boxes and, and the grid, so, like, the style of the Passport, too, was, like, I made images and placed them in boxes and then yeah. sent it to Dave, and he did artwork and a story around it, yeah. and then sent it back to me, mm-hmm. and then I put all the boxes into his script and everything, so, like, it's an interesting thing, because it's not like we sat down and wrote this story out, it was like, alright, here's you uh, 70% of the stuff done, Put in the rest of the boxes of what you want and carry the story. Like, it doesn't have to tie through the stuff. Do whatever the heck you want with it. So, like, it was weird because he came up with something basically with a little bit of guidance and sight unseen. Mm -hmm. So, like, as I'm sending him stuff, he's sending stuff back. It's just piecing together. Like, we sat down and talked about it. It was really weird. Like, I mean, we did meet about it, but it couldn't have come out better when you're going on a back and oh, forth. Yeah. Like, hey, here's this page. It's done. It's like, whoa, there's like and We can talk about it. We talk about you know? the... we talk about Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So the point I guess I'm getting at, and we should make this clear for people, the concept we went with this year, or yeah. you decided to go with this year, was to do almost like a... That comic book style, like noir detective type comic book, yeah, almost. It falls into like a, a graphic, graphic novel, novel because yeah. of black and white was easier to create yes, and do all that stuff. General, so is, if you're yeah. working with a couple of different artists Older and programming indie comics, and all those things, indie comics in traditionally are done with black and white yep. only. Like it's only like Marvel and DC and like big scale comics yep. that started coloring everything. Yeah, but, so yeah. we'll. It's easier to do it that way, too, because once they see the Passport pages, the way to get them kind of in sync and making everything look the same, yeah. you have to go black and white because mm-hmm. it's just like, I mean... It becomes too much. Spoil, well, spoiler alert, I'm pulling photos off, like, Facebook pages, Instagram, yeah. like, so I went back and used a lot of the Utica Passport hashtag photos to mm-hmm. reincorporate into, like, some of the scenes, so, like, people are, would probably recognize themselves as characters in it, and then they're going to see, like, maybe their passport photo or something in there. Yeah. So it's got kind of like a play on the last five years, too. There's little things within the, the story to it, so. We had had a casual conversation a couple, five months ago, yeah. about concepts. Yeah, this, and this I actually passport. made a cover 
that I was so far ahead back then. The nineties one. Yeah. And if I, I just made that, I'd have done months ago. Well, that's and I guess that's the question I'm asking. Because I I did go buy that stupid six dollar MTV Don't hat. Don't say that. It's a bad purchase in No hindsight. way. It's right. a great purchase. What do you, I'll, I'll put it up on bad, you do waste way I, more money on you know, six dollars or five dollars. I I could name ten <laughs> things and I won't. Don't. Please don't. <laughs> um so let me ask you, so I guess the question is this. The concept was really big from where we started talking about we'll do a 90s yeah. theme and then all of a sudden it felt like we're doing this. Yeah. So I guess my first question is this. I have three questions. Yeah. One, was there some reason you decided against the 90s thing after we'd already sort of started digging into it? Was there a moment where you were just like, pass, don't want to talk about it. I'm just kidding. Because I've read something about this just recently about how nostalgia sort of flows in 20 year cycles. And yeah. now it does seem like I'm seeing a lot of 90s nostalgia and I was just curious if there was a point in time you were like we I see a lot of this well, already yeah it is like um there's a, a couple of places that I can think of in particular that are doing or do 90s things and that kind of wasn't mm-hmm. the premise to originally is like we were gonna do like a 90s offshoot but like every page was gonna be like one page would have looked like the dial-up connection. Another yeah, one right, would have looked... Right. So it wouldn't have been like a 90s... It was like, like Saved by the Bell. Yeah, yeah, it's not like a poster if you were walking to the 90s supply right. store, right? right like right. where It, it would have been the very... Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> like, the, the lefty, the Flanders left... I wish that existed. The Leftorium. The Leftorium, yeah. yeah. That'd be a good The 90s-torium. That's what... But, uh, yeah, it's, it wouldn't have been like that, but it would have been very cliche. We'd have, like, Dancing Baby as a page, yeah. you know, like, random yeah, shit yeah, like yeah. that. So, like, it wasn't so much 90s cliche design yeah. as it was, like, 90s throwback, like, old Pepsi can versus the new one or something, or their new one at the th- whatever, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. Um, but it kind of just shifted to the, uh, I don't know why it was a comic. It was just, I wanted to do something crazy for the fifth one, I guess. So that might be the simple answer. It's well, just like, this is too easy if we yeah. just do this thing. And I didn't so, think enough people would get it. And so let me ask you two questions. Uh, the first question is, was there any, po- I know the answer already now because I've seen the finished product or yeah. the, what will be the finished product. Um, was there a point in time when you regretted going so big on this? Immediately. Immediately. Yes. So immediately. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, good. All right. And at this point in time, at the end, now that you've seen it come together, do you think it was the right call? Yes. Yeah. 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 It mean, looks great. Like I said, like the timing and there's things that like, it's even like with the park, right? So like, I don't, won't say I, hmm. I believe in like this all the way, but like there's a higher power of fate thing that's yeah. be- beyond you, right? And if you get like a little whim, you usually yeah, just yeah, let yeah. it fall where it may because hmm. like when things go one to two to three, like... That doesn't happen often, but you usually get kind of a feeling. So, like, going to yeah. Dave for the passport, Dave's a stand-up dude. Like, he's not going to leave me hanging. Yeah. And if he takes on the job, Let's... his stuff will be done, and it was before mine was. You Let's know talk what about I mean? that like... for a second, actually, because Dave was on the show not too long ago. It was about four or five episodes ago yeah. now. Uh, and Dave's been on the show before with his partner, yep. uh, uh, Andrew. Yep. Andrew, yeah, and he's, he's a great guy. And he's, I always blow his last name. He's but... do, they're both yeah, they're involved. Great yeah, so Dave did storying, yeah. and, and so Andrew guess... did 35 hours on it, they told me. So, yeah, so I'm yeah, saying, so massive. Dave and Andrew were just as involved in this in yes. of the time they put Ma- into it. Massive. Massive, yeah. yeah. Between everybody who's worked on it, it's got to be three weeks worth yeah. of work. If you just sat people down in a room and just yeah. had them work as employees yeah. for a company, you would they'd be busy for three yeah. three people for three straight weeks, probably. So, so. obviously, big shout-outs to our GFOPs, Andrew and Dave. Thanks for yeah. all and the Yeah, and Dandy Press, Dandy how, Press. they do holidays, um, all that stuff. So, like, that was kind of the, the yeah. crossover, too, is that Dave and uh, Andrew, they do the the stuff with um, 
uh, holidays, which was we've gone way back with that. Oh, like yeah. so and, and Dave's got some other comic stuff that they work on, so they're always active in that stuff. Like he's the person to go to if you're gonna do comic book style shit. So yeah, if you want to hear our outrageously outdated takes on Infinity War from four weeks yeah. ago, <laughs> we spent a lot of time talking about Infinity War and now it's out, so well, it doesn't yeah, matter it was anymore. Coming out instantly. Um so we shot a little video uh, this weekend yep. in preparation for the passport, which I don't think we've done in the past. We've done videos for the film series before, but no. have we done no. passport videos before? This is supposed to be, in theory, the fifth edition. Like, this is supposed to be a big deal for the yeah. fifth year, and we're supposed to be making a huger deal out of all the stuff, but we've gotten kind of caught up with Park and some other yeah. We'll stuff. get to that. We'll get to that yeah. later. Yeah, so uh, we're, we're... It's not behind, because it's not the right word. We're just... That like our focus is in a couple of different places, right, right? Right. Like so, last year we usually have more time to go all in on the passport. Yeah, but even last year we had the movie going on that the mm-hmm. first time when it was coming out. Um, there's just a lot of stuff where like, I don't I don't know why we did the thing. It just seemed like it was an easy get to like we can go out and do superhero stuff. Like I, it and the premise, it didn't seem like it'd be that hard so, of a video to make. I might actually admit to that. Like why do we shoot one? Because it seemed simple. It's like, oh just do a voiceover comic so, style video. That can't be hard. Uh I just want I just want to say on the record, so that TK gets the credit he deserves. Yeah. Um we shot some video. We were out there for about four or five hours, I would say that day. And then you had double booked yourself to prep a barbecue. So you yes. were out at four. Yes. Cinco de Cuatro. You were out here yeah. doing a Cinco de Cuatro Arrested Development style barbecue. Yep. So once you left it up to me and TK and Zach, we really plowed through a lot of shots pretty quickly. And that's not a knock. You no, like you, I have you very have, specific you have great I ideas yes. about what you want. I needed. I had a couple um, of things. I was very specific on my, the universe crossovers, of course. Yes, the Maiden Utica Lost Dog the extended base, universe. The yeah. base shot. Oh my god! And then I wanted the lot in there. I didn't give a shit about the rest of it. I, I just know. wanted those three shots. I got them. Um, Zach showed up once. Zach was there on time, and I we knew he would because. Low key, I did not want to put that suit on, but like if I had, like we had to get it. No, we knew he was coming. We. It took you longer. Never, you, we knew, but you never know. Zach Wilson, another person who you can go enjoy his podcast entry and getting an idea for what he's all about. But he, I have to say, his his work in studio and on set was peachy keen. He had the Flash costume on. I won't spoil it, but some locals who got to see us in the Flash costume were very excited, wanted to take <laughs> pictures with him. Really funny stuff. You know what's uh, sad is like he was probably twice as excited that they asked him to take the pictures. So yeah. like... It's a win-win for everything, but he's like a natural with that crap. Like, because no, you put him damn. on a stage and just entertain, sure. and he'll go for hours. You know, you make a we'll make a sequel with just him. You, you can fill a franchise with him. Now. It'll be like Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah. They're making that movie about Mr. Glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right yeah. Now, yeah. You get two, two yeah. his own two Infinity Wars. That could pull you, that off. Let me ask you this: guy. What are you gonna do when you don't have me to push around and make do all your nonsense in your videos? Is Zach gonna know. be the guy to come? No, back? I don't know what I'd be. I don't think it works. There's <laughs> someone to take the specific style. Not even that. It's a. It's an artistic approach to what we do like everybody has like their own niche thing that we can get we we get out of people you know what i mean like sometimes you there's got to be a lack of humility right like some people can't really be super embarrassed or anything right you get it's hard to embarrass me well yeah (laughs) and like you got to be kind of open so like not that everybody's not but you'll know that some people if they're not won't be available type of thing you know what i mean like people who are out of reliable yeah yeah yeah. So, and even on top of that, though, we go over enough stuff, to, like, 
I would have to bring talk to so much stuff about like, hey, go. To, we talk about all the time. That's it's like true. When we go show up to shoot. It's like, oh, it's like the thing we talked about yesterday. You it's know one I mean? of the reasons I think that you and I and TK uh, have had a nice little working relationship. Is you know, TK and I talk about film editing and, and movie stuff just for fun yep. anyway. So you, it gives you a good context to sort of bounce around from there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we've done enough of them now with everybody that, like, TK mm-hmm. especially, he knows what everyone's capable of, yes. he knows what they can do. We should be shooting and TK. making yeah. things yeah. to strengths now, so, yeah. like, the movies themselves, not that they'll ever be good, per se, but, I like, still, they should be efficient. I still <laughs> right? want to shoot that Rocky one, even if I shoot just for myself, that fake Rocky one we were going to do. I'm <laughs> we're really going to have a lot of video this summer. I hope I got so. a feeling, so. Uh, so let me ask you this question. I want to say one more thing before this, before we, we I want to address something that's been brought up to this before. Uh, particularly about the Bennigan's uh, <laughs> Sal Pesci uh, awkward crazy video that we made. Well, I don't understand what the problem was. I thought it was good too. But look, uh, I think that this video very specifically, we made a point, specifically for Kate, by the way, yes. to make sure that this was an ad or something. I mean, we we went... <laughs> I, you know, I wish we documented more. Like, the videos we make should just be making videos of us trying to make stuff. Because, like, if I had video of this passport process, like, oh, it'd yeah. be pretty, almost like, it'd be quite the drama. Because you'd be like, how the f- yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and for sure. Actually, talk to Kate. She's probably the, the reviewer. She's like, you know, like, this was well, never going to work. What's that's it? why I think Kate was smart to be like, I'm not even doing this video. I'm not in this video. Yeah. I don't want to be a part of it. That's she was I'm with not... hands up. When I showed her the comic book page, she's just like, you told me simple... And like all this stuff, like I'm out. I don't want anything. You do your thing. You talk. You yeah. do all smart. that type of stuff. She's and now it's coming us. back through, and she's like, "I'll change this." She's like, you said you were out. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're out. This is why she's smarter than both of us. Yeah, it's yeah. coming at the end and yeah, clean it up. All right. So two things I just want to throw at you real quick, and then we got some. I got some non sequitur things to discuss with you at the end. Number one. Uh, we don't need to get too far in if you want to. How's things going, Handshake City? I know you've been caught up between two worlds a little bit. Well, we're waiting on. The city, not our city. So right. we're, it's one of those things where I think the pieces are falling into place. We have a good working relationship, I think, with uh, financial-wise that I think is going to go well. Um, I think the the perm, it's the stuff, it's like a lease or a permit or whatever. It's it's mostly mm-hmm. just, you know how that shit goes. Like, it's going to take them probably yeah. the whole summer to get, we email them we're constantly, wait. though. Katie literally yeah. just emailed Brian Thomas again um, today. So we're in that phase where we're just, hey, checking in, doing this, doing that, but... Our budgets are in, our but they're proposed, submitted, all that stuff. Paperwork's all all tied up and mm. all that good stuff. So it's just a waiting game. But it will be. We're hoping. We wanted the nineteenth for the passport party. I don't think that's going to happen, but June for sure will be. will be there. This is the time once a year where I again pitched you the idea that we should be doing a telethon, which would save us a lot of the busy work. I'm sure that our great friends yeah. at KTV would give us some free TV time and donate Nobody to needs it. TV time anymore. That's the problem. That's what they don't a get. Live internet TV time stream. is junk. We need a live internet stream of telethon so we can just get paid a little bit of bonus money and keep the ship lights You on. know what the best part about Patreon TV page. stuff actually is that keeps your budgets is uh, television or when the politics come on? Yeah, they have to like spend money on both stations or whatever's yeah. in the market. So half of these places, that's where they make their money. We gotta uh, do yeah. like <laughs> yes, yes, political sure. fundraisers and like work out that thing where we're getting TV time. Like I just we're campaigning, but like we're never trying to do anything. I just like the idea of Maiden Utica running like a UHF style telethon where we have like just if Rainbow out I there wish. playing guitar and I don't whatever. think it's that crazy. No, Maiden it's not. It's been it pitching like a variety show of sorts, and what I've tried to tell her is like. Variety show requires like a lot of talent. Like yeah. telethon requires just people. Right. Yeah. So like we might people be able to find like we might get a variety of 
interesting characters for a telethon. Like, oh, it's yeah. kind of the mixture, yeah. right? Like, I think we could do that. Um, all right, so, Justin, where can people go if they want to pre-order their passports? Madeinutica.com. And then how's pa- how's pre-sales going so far? I think we're 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 slow on everything. Like I said, just because we haven't promoted it. Like sure. I am pre-sailing, and I th- we're, we're over fifty or sixty at this point without anyone seeing the deals, the right. cover, yeah, um, just like hold over any of the art. Yeah, because yeah. I've been pretty secretive about it. Like even some of the little pictures that we've shown, we're trying not to give a lot of away because it is a story too. So I can't show you the well, whole page, right? Because you'll I, know like what's going on. I played know? a minute of the audio track that um, that. TK sent me earlier, which uh, is, I guess, a minor spoiler, but there's no video content for it. Why so. wouldn't you... You should have stopped, inserted the audio in post, and came back... Because I wanted to hear Heather's reaction live to reactions, it. Live reactions, yeah, that was pretty, Yeah, that's fair. Because um, like, I don't think either Kevin or Heather had heard it at that point yeah. in time. So. Yeah, I didn't right. up until you played it for me today. Yeah, because well, because uh, you don't ever check the Founders Group. I was busy today. I, was <laughs> I know you were. Today. All right, so let's get to our non-sequitur questions. Again, you've been on the show many times, so I have. it's hard for me to come up with non-sequiturs. So we'll go with this. Give me one book, album, movie, or show you are currently reading, listening Cobra to, or Kai. Cobra Kai. All done, right there. I, I don't was, even need you to finish. I was hoping you would ask me. Cobra, <laughs> Cobra Kai. The, you're talking about the YouTube Red show about the sequel to yeah. Karate Kid. Yeah. I'm actually, I am curious about it. I've seen the trailer well, I just times. played even the first minute of the first episode yeah. that hooks you right off the bat. You're like, oh, they're using old Karate Kid, and then they go to the fresh, and you Listen. see him years later, you're like, and it's him, it's Listen, Johnny. Like, I'm doing the Westworld thing for you right now. I'm oh, oh it. it's for me? No, listen, I'm into it, but I started watching. Me. I am thanking you. I enjoy it. Jimmy Simpson all day. Simpson's a good actor. Yeah. I, I really did think that my I was gonna... side one would be um, Unsolved with Jimmy Simpson in there too. Unsolved was really oh, the, good. Um, the Tupac and, and it was Victoria really, really show. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, get past the people versus OJ thing because it's not like that. Sure. Right? Like and but it kind of. <coughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh, salute. Jeez, dying. Um, but it's kind of like that. But it's kind like. It's really good. They did a good job with it, and I think it brings interest back to something we all obviously grew up mm-hmm. with, right? Like, it's a little bit later than the OJ stuff, so it's a little older watching it. And sure. there is a lot of stuff that you don't realize back in the day with, like, gang mm. stuff and police. Like, it was really interesting look at it, so. But those two, yeah, Unsolved and then Cobra Kai, for sure. All right, and I got some sports-related stuff for you because it's just you and me. Right? Yeah. Any, we never get a chance to talk about a lot of uh, stuff. Yeah, well, not on, on, not on the air. <laughs> really. uh, so we are at the end of the Premier League season. Teams generally have one to two games left. Uh, Everton has not had a great year. They're not going to get relegated. They're not going to get promoted. They're not going to make Europe. They're right in the middle. Uh, you've been very vocally annoyed by their manager, Sam Allardyce. What are your thoughts on Everton? They were just ranked number 10 in the list for most miserable teams to root for in England in terms of in soccer England. teams. Yeah. Oh, so that's all of England. And all not all soccer teams in England. England. Yeah, 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 number yeah. 10. They got to make top 10 almost worldwide, I think. Do you? Is it disappointing to be... Are you upset watching them? Uh, upset's not the right word. Disappointed's the right word, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it's... Pickford sucks. I Jordan Pickford, the goalkeeper, he's not good. I got a weird... I just don't like him. I don't like people who dive for the sake of diving, right? I tell you that <laughs> you all flopped, the time. You hate yeah. flopping. <laughs> it's a fly ball to right field, and you, you, we all know the kid who waits and waits and waits to catch a routine fly. Yeah, to dive and make it worse. Every, yes. We all got a friend like that. That's Jordan Pickford. I think um, it starts right there, and then of course move your way up the line. It's all atrocious from there. Like, what do you? I don't know if it's Allardyce's fault. He's just he's not the solution either. So, uh, Sam Allardyce, Everton manager, has been getting a lot of press that they're trying to extend his contract. They're going to do a a walkout 
and a turnaround during the game on Sunday, which is always interesting to see. Yeah, I'm into it. You're into it. Good. I'm doing it with them, so. <laughs> during the game, you're just yeah, going to get up and leave. Get up and leave, yeah. <laughs> I feel that way already. Why have, why have they waited this long? That's what I'm wondering. On the other side, on the red side of uh, the Mersey, mm-hmm. my beloved Liverpool is in the Champions League final. I'm hot taking it, though. They're, they're going to lose they're gonna and lose not the make Premier top League. four. I know, yeah. I know they are. It's, they're going to lose and not make top four. It's so predictably Liverpool that they will lose the Champions League final. Final and not make the top four of the Premier League because they're going to blow it on Sunday, yep. and then my team will be in fifth, and they'll stink again, and we're back to zero, and yep. I've been so excited all year, and most solid one player of the year, and it's just going to be... I, I can feel it. I, could, I, I was... They're openly a, depressed on Saturday, on Sunday. Watching get a, Chelsea well, game. they were going to lose that game. I think it felt like it. Yeah, but they, they got they're going to get a lot of money for this whole run and what they're doing yeah, right yeah. now and all the the I stuff just, with Salah. Like so, that. but still the players need that Champions this, League. I, well, it's for sure. Gotta win. This is still good for them. Like this is massive success for cash at least. Like they're yes. going to get a bunch of players. So, uh, all right, moving to two other sports quickly before I let you go because I know we both want to watch Monday Night Raw and drink the rest of this coffee. Mm. Um. NBA playoffs, they're getting down. Who you got? Utah all day. Utah Jazz. Yeah, <laughs> they're getting eliminated I, tonight. I, we're going to be eliminated before this podcast airs. Uh, well, then if it's not them. Um, <laughs> I was. I, was I wanted actually, Jazz and Pacers for some reason because I'm very much into the NBA where the superstars who either leave for big money or demand out or whatever. It's just going to be LeBron and Golden State. For sure. But a thousand percent. It's nice to know that in basketball you can still build a, yeah. a solid five-man team and it doesn't have to be three on 12 all the time, you know? I mean, like everything's big three, this big three, that. Like mm. the Jazz got seven, eight good, solid basketball yeah. players. You know, like you got. Le- did you see the SNL thing? It's LeBron and yes. Oh, they're I said the cover time skit. Yeah, yeah. It was so good. like that. Look at SNL this week. It's. It's that effects. I like watching the Jazz because at least you know on your rotational guys and all that stuff, you got like they're working hard, like they're good players. Yeah. They're not superstars, but like they're more fun to watch that way because you want to see what if they could beat the Rockets, right? Like the Pacers series, why were the Pacers so much fun to watch? Like they blew that series, but like what if they could have beaten Cleveland? They could have. Um, I, you know how I feel about hockey, so I'm not going to talk about hockey, but my favorite story of the week is there was a player for the Bruins. This guy, Marchand, I think was his name. And he French, was, probably Canadian, and French, he was Canadian, licking, Canadian. He was licking other players. Yeah. And the league had to step in and be like, hey, stop licking the other players in the team. It's like a... Classic hockey. I wonder if they have goon levels, like, uh, offenses, right? Like, so it's first degree, second degree. Like, is licking, like, a third degree... That's an offense. You get fired for that at your real job. Any other job, you get fired for that. come on. Yeah, also, if if you just go punch the the other guy in the face at your job, the the guy from the rival phone company, and you knocked him out, you're gonna get fired, too. And arrested. If I was a professional athlete... Arrested And I got in a fist fight in a soccer game, my first immediate... Argument would be like, well, how come hockey players get to fight and we don't? Yeah, and then oh, well, even at worst, you get a red card, maybe. You That's don't true. go to jail. That's true. You know? Uh, and last but not least, we'll end here with something people can relate to if they've already, if we've already lost them with this soccer <laughs> hockey <laughs> tangent. Um, both the Sox, the Boston Red Sox, your beloved Red Sox, yes. and my beloved New York Yankees seem to be pretty good this year. Looks like we're leading toward another playoff series potentially, the way it starts very early in the year. Yeah, see, you're like, you're back into this new money thing. See, I'm I'm good every year, so... No, I'm liking these young Yanks. Yeah, the well, young, I mean... The young bombers. You're, but you're back to... You're back to that climb again, where it's been oh, yeah. muddling for, a, you know what I mean, in the middle for a little bit. The Red Sox had a couple of the last place years. They underperformed last year. You know oh, it. The, the Red Sox? Yes. Well, when they, they were the good. Vision, and they... They just lost to the Astros. What do you? The offense underperformed be? last. Year. Oh, for sure. But still, I like, mean, they could have been better last year. They were not. Uh, 
they won the East, and they lost to the Astros, who won the World Series. You know what I mean? Like they, That's true. they. I mean, Didn't Price. Get to the second round. Price is going to be the key. I think it is. Is if he Price pitches. Turn down already. I'm not. I thought he was kind of iffy in the first he's place. Old. It's not even that. His he's a um it's a mental thing, man. Like oh, I didn't yeah. Crawford and Price, like both coming from Tampa, they give me those same vibes. Like it's very no one gives a shit about Tampa down there. Mm. So if you stink or if you're good, no you could literally go to like a strip mall and buy like a cricket <laughs> wireless cell phone and nobody would even know. You put your name David Price on the form, yeah. and people would be like, Here you go, Mr. Price. Like <laughs> Well, Kenny Powers actually. Right, right. So I think when you go to Boston, I don't know if Price is built for that, like, hey, yeah. how'd you pitch today? Why'd you throw that splitter on that count? He's like mm. I don't know. It's like when Randy Johnson came to the Yankees. It's like he's not meant to answer these these questions. Yep. He's never it's been the questioned thing as talking, hard in The his life. cycle doesn't end in Boston, right? No, With baseball no, in particular, and I think he no. just wants to check out sometimes. In the playoffs that comes around, I think he feels the pressure. So, All right, and that was uh, 10 minutes of talking sports. With yeah. Sam and Justin here. For the our... Red Sox will win the East over the Yankees by seven games. Do they start tomorrow? They start the three-game series. This is like the third series. The third, <laughs> more this year. That's that's such a pain. Just fresh we were out just of April. talking about it yesterday. Yeah. Like I felt like as a kid that every Yankees Red Sox game was this huge like addition to this lifelong rivalry. And yeah. as I get to my early thirties, I'm like, ah, oh, God, well, when they, done with this it yet? was. Up, I want to say within the this is like within the last fifteen years because it used to be like ten or twelve. And when they expanded yeah. the, the it, divisions or something, it does. It was nineteen or something like that. It does still stress me out. I have to admit, yeah. when I'm watching a Yankees-Red Sox game and I start getting into it, and especially if the Sox are like winning or coming back, I yeah. usually am getting frustrated. Well, for me, like I miss the the minor thing. Like Kimbrel just got the fast, our youngest player to 300 saves, and like I watch him follow him pretty routinely. Like with the Red Sox, like doesn't strike. Like I must just be missing something. I mean, like, yeah, I know no, he's I, saving games, but I'm not getting like fast and dominant here. I like, mean, am I out on this? I have that like, problem. so the Red Sox still give me that as like, oh, Kimbrel's the fastest ever. It's like, yeah, Kimbrel still kind of stinks if you ask me. You know, like I, uh, he's still a reliever. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's like, true. What's gonna he pitches one in um, a game? He's due for someone's gonna hit him eventually. All right, we gotta stop talking about. It. We've, <laughs> we've lost everybody who is here to listen to the podcast for uh, passport stuff. Justin, again. Congratulations. Five years of yeah. the passport. Well, in, on the passport, too, I, I probably buried this lead. So if you order on Presale, this is why this is important, we're going to give – we got we're doing gold. – I've been pushing for golden ticket ideas with oh, like yeah. the Willy Wonka-style thing for years. And this isn't going to be quite that, but we're going to have – so if you order, we're going to, like, send stuff to people randomly as a prize. Oh, so nice. There will be some enhanced prizes. Um, enhanced prizes. Yeah, some beer and wine if stuff. If you pre-sale. Some, yeah, um, some stuff with Kev, with Saranac and things like that. So – we have a lot of stuff. I think we got like five little mystery prizes that, but only to pre-sale people. So you got to buy it before the party. Mm. If you're in that pre-sale pool, we'll pick some people out and send them a bunch of stuff. Beautiful. So. And when's the party? The 19th. May 19th. Yeah, we're going to do the details of that probably like tomorrow or today. I guess right now. Like I think it's going to be at Woodland, but we'll have all that detail. And uh, video will be up later this week. Uh, I yeah, gotta go. take it up with TK. No, I'll, I, I'll end listen, that. I, I checked out at 354. No, no, I got, the, I got the call today. I got the call I told him if he could do it by a week, he'd be my hero. So I think we'll be done. I think that do it by that. what's today? Today's Monday. I think it'll be up by Wednesday. Wednesday, I do. If, too, if, yeah. if I gotta go do reshoots tomorrow and do B roll with him, that'll take like an hour and a half. Yeah, I think we'll be up on Wednesday. Well, hoping. Spoiler alert too, because I used to work with TK, but. He may be able to do it at work if he doesn't have a lot of shoots to go to. I know from experience. So maybe he'll do it on someone else's clock for us. Uh, Justin, thanks a lot, buddy. No uh, I appreciate it. We will uh, we'll talk again soon. No, great. That's uh, the worst for you. <laughs>
Yeah. No, I know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I had to clear out everything. We're back, folks. Back to the show. Thank you to Justin slash Justin and Kate again. I'll I'll figure that out afterwards. Uh, and thanks to my landlord for calling me during the interview. So thoughtful. I owe rent. Rent is due. The rent. Give us the rent is what they said. Um, actually, she's a very nice lady. Uh, and it's interesting that uh, it's interesting that she called during this uh, this interview. Have you seen that there's this thing going on with Utica where they're um, Taking action against like people trying to block out Section Eight housing and all these Craigslist ads. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, there's like a bill coming up. The I'll get more information for it next week. There's a bill coming up. That apparently, people have been going on like Craigslist in like a lot of these areas and just posting like who they don't want to come in these apartments, which is illegal. Oh, so oh all the time. Yeah, I look at that. I look at Craigslist, um, both like housing rental and vacation rental, uh, probably every other day. Yeah. For like Utica and the surrounding areas, just to I like to see what's interesting to me. Uh, but anyway, I always see people put in the posts. I see a ton of people like no section eight. We won't take this. We won't take that. Yeah. Other you'll see a little bit of other coded language, but they they'll blatantly mm-hmm. just say like, and I did, I didn't know that was illegal because it's such common practice. Well, they're trying to put a bill through to make it illegal to do that. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's necessarily illegal. As of right now, but uh, that's the bill they're trying to push through. Our good buddy from the OD, Greg Mason, wrote a nice article about it, which I won't get into right now because we just sort of talked about it. But it's worth a read. Um, all right, you guys ready for history lessons? No. no? Too bad. Let's do it. <laughs> all right, uh, this is the only one that's not in the ninety in the nineteen hundreds. Okay, seventeen fifty two on this day. Benjamin Franklin flies a kite during a thunderstorm and collects a charge in a linden jar with a kite is struck by lightning, enabling him to demonstrate the electrical nature of lightning. Uh, Franklin became interested in electricity in the mid-1740s, a time when much was still unknown on the topic and spent almost a decade conducting electrical experiments. He coined the number of terms used today, including battery, conductor, and electrician. He also invented the lightning rod, which is used to protect ships and buildings. So there you go. Uh, his, well, his is interesting. His formal education ended at age 10 and he went to work as an apprentice in his brother's printing shop. Uh, he then went back to Philadelphia, became a successful businessman who published ventures, including the Philadelphia Gazette, Poor Richard's Almanac. Uh, I guess the most important one, obviously he's one of the founding fathers of the United States. He is the only politician to have signed all four documents fundamental to the creation of the United States. Declaration of Independence, 1776. Treaty of Alliance with France, 1778, Treaty of Paris in 1783, and the U.S. Constitution in 1787. Ben Franklin. Okay. Good guy. Good, I don't know if he's a good guy. Important guy. I didn't know him personally. Really interesting story. I read a biography by a guy named Walter Isaacson on Benjamin Franklin. It was mm. excellent. It was a really good read. He had a really interesting life. Hmm. Yeah, he was like he was all over the place, too. Diplomat, England, and France. Madman. He's madman all over the place. Living the American dream. <laughs> legitimately. Uh, on this day in 1932, uh, man, I'm going to screw this up, Mohandas Karamchand Gandhi began a hunger strike in protest of the British government's decision to separate India's electoral system by caste. Uh, by 1920, the concept of satyagraha, or insistence upon truth, I'm sorry if I butchered that, uh, had made Gandhi enormously an influential figure for millions of his followers. Uh, after his return to India in January of 1932, he wasted no time beginning another uh, civil disobedience campaign for which he was jailed yet again. Uh, it was eight months later that he announced he was going to, quote, fast until death in order to protest British support for the new constitution. Um, 
it is a God-given opportunity that has come to me to offer my life as a final sacrifice to the downtrodden. It's a very powerful quote. Uh, the six-day fast after, after the British government accepted the principal terms of a settlement between higher caste uh, Indians and the untouchables that reversed the uh, separation decision. I cannot imagine the willpower yeah. and like personal fortitude it would take to not eat or drink anything for six days. It seems impossible to me just the concept of even like two days of just not even having this lunch it's mm -hmm. like the end of the it's world true. for me and this is not even remotely close but you ever do one of those cleanse diets that's bullshit those people who just <laughs> that's the same thing it's like they think they can fast for like 30 days and they never do it's like no mm -hmm. that's not the I'm same like, thing it would be hard I might I feel like I could do six days if I could drink if you could drink. If I could, yeah, the, with doing it, going going without food would be one thing. It would be really tough to do for six days, but I feel like if I could stay hydrated and maybe try, like, some varied beverages, you know what I mean? Something like that to keep mm. it kind of mixed up, I feel like you might, might be able to. I couldn't. Yeah, see, I'd be miserable. The cleanse thing that I wouldn't be, look at, I mean, I wouldn't be, <laughs> I wouldn't be, you know, pleasant and excited about it. I would certainly be upset. Um... Yeah, I, I did that thing with Dano where we were supposed to drink what is just like the cayenne pepper and the water and the lemon juice thing. Mm -hmm. it's like the, whatever it is. Yeah. And that's just yeah, stupid. You're not supposed to do that. Stupid. It's you're really not supposed stupid. to do that. No, that's, like really, that's like dangerous and bad. It's bad. It was bad. That's like, it a, that's, that's like an eating disorder cleanse. <laughs> I, I, it didn't do anything. It made me sick. It hungry. would. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you if you did that for a week, you would look, uh, you would look like Adrian Brody in The Pianist. But so I'd have a huge... Like nose and face and a really thin your, body. Your nose and face would look really big because your body would be so emaciated. I yeah. see. I see. Good, right. we recommend don't. Good to know. Uh, all right, moving on to the 1990s. 1995. On this day, the Minnesota Twins won 10 to 9 against the Cleveland Indigenous Americans in a game that lasted six hours and 36 minutes. Gross. An outrageous 47 players suited up and played for the two teams, including 17 pitchers. The teams combined for 44 hits and 581 pitches during the 17-inning affair. This sounds How long was it? absolutely horrible. Six hours and 36 minutes. I can't think of anything I would want to do for six hours and 36 minutes. What? Sure you could. Watch not it. watch baseball. Not watch the Twins no. and the and Cleveland no play. Soccer. No. soccer doesn't last six... That's well, the, the, the misnomer with soccer is that it's a long, slow game, and it is not. It played like an hour and a half, and that's the end of it. It has a time very, limit. He got very defensive there. Upset. He got really so upset. I'm upset. so sorry. So here's my plan to fix, to get rid of extra innings in baseball. Okay, you ready for this? This is my wild plan. Uh, instead of extra innings, you just have a straight-up home run derby, 9v9. Each player gets one hack at a fastball, and the most home runs of the nine wins the game. How do you control the integrity of the fastball? You get a pitching machine. So you got to trot the machine out. Got to roll the machine out. So you no. And then if it's and if it's tied after the nine, then the manager's got to go up and take hacks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They go right through until you're down to the so bat boys. For my for my for, for my this week's, I'm done with this guy. I'm gonna go with you. Yeah. <laughs> Me, good. All right, I'm done good. With I'm done with this guy. Uh, yeah. So there was a game that did last longer than this, but it was in the 1920s, and it was called because it was too dark to see the ball because there were no lights yet in the field, so it was a little different. You know, my favorite part about that is is the probably 30 to 40 minutes before they finally called it. <laughs> yeah, where it was still definitely too dark yeah, to see, but they're like, no, dark. no, screw it. We're gonna it, we're gonna make it happen. It's happening. <laughs> I'm going to finish this game. 26 innings is what that game went. That's crazy. See? Ugh. Uh, on this day in 1996, 
Uh, Twister, a disaster film written by Michael Crichton, starring Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton, premiered. It was written by oh. Michael Crichton? Uh, the, it was, the screenplay was written by Michael Crichton. Really? Yeah, yeah. 1996 American disaster film. Uh, Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt are storm chasers. Uh, rescue, uh, researching tornadoes. It was directed by John DeBont. There's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Screenplay by Michael Crichton. Uh, it was the second highest grossing film of 1996 domestically, ending up with $54 million uh, tickets sold in the United States, which is, I think, what Infinity War did in, like, one day, right? Like, $54 million. Per show. Uh, do you remember this movie at all? Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Uh, I liked it at the time. Yeah, it was fine. I, it. I think most people enjoy it for what it is. I like Paxton. I get a lot of mileage out of Bill Paxton, so I that like, helps. I like disaster porn, like big screen, things getting smashed up and looking real. Um mm-hmm. But the, it's a fine line on that kind of thing, too, because yes. you get out towards that edge, and like the second it looks like sort of corny or uninspired, it just it falls off the cliff. What's the one with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal where every disaster happens? Oh, that would be The Day After Tomorrow. Is that one good? I know all these movies. I mean, it's, again, if you like to watch... That's true. Like, tidal waves coasting over yeah. the Statue <laughs> of Liberty and Emmy Rossum in the New York Public Library trying to stay alive in the deep freeze. You don't have too many trends that you're into on movies. Like, some people are into, like, mo- I'm into, like, monster movies and stuff. I, got, I feel like I've got more than Does, you would think, but they're, like, off in weird angles. Disaster. Did you go see Geostorm? That seems like the kind of movie you No, know. I didn't go. <laughs> you, never, you never go see these movies. But when they hit HBO and you're yeah. home alone in an afternoon, you, you make them. yourself some lunch, you watch 2012, and it'll be all right. Are you interested in that movie with The Rock where he is on a skyscraper oh, and it's called Skyscraper and he has one leg? No. Are you interested in that one at all? I didn't know he had one leg. Um, yeah, he has like a fake leg in it. Like he... Glancingly, but that's that sounds like a little bit more of like an action movie instead of a straight up like world is ending yes. disaster movie. It's it's not a world disaster movie. It's like like the Towering Inferno was like a disaster movie. Like the building is going to destroy and all these people are going to die. He's got to no. save the people. Okay, no. I mean that's right. That's, it's all right, but that's not what I'm after. I'm after the end of the, I need, I really need to see tidal waves sweeping over well-known coastal American cities is what I'm, I'm in the business of, I suppose. Um, Oh, good. That's fair. Uh, and this one, okay, just recent history. I'm not going to get too far into this, but it was a year ago this week. I thought you said they were all in the 1900s. Not this one. Interesting. On this one, on this day, Lies. 2017, it's lies, because it's about President Donald Trump dismissing FBI Director James Comey. Uh, the President has accepted the recommendation of Attorney General and Deputy Attorney General regarding the dismissal of the Director of the FBI, uh, then White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer, remember him, told reporters yeah. in the briefing room saying that Comey was dismissed effective immediately. I can't believe that was a year ago. It seems like a decade ago, doesn't it? It seems like a really long time ago. And I see a lot of people talking about how slow this whole thing has moved, the whole process. It's kind of moved really quickly when you think about it. It's moved Mm -hmm. so unbelievably fast for an investigation at this level and this size. Like When you go back and you compare how long other things, like even you look like the Watergate investigation, how long that took, it's weird because we live in this culture where everything's so instant and people are like, this is taking forever, but... If you actually, if you read a little bit about like large-scale federal law and cases that have been tried and investigated in the past and stuff, this is moving at a breakneck pace, like mm. unbelievably fast. I feel like we're getting new information all the time. All the time. Um, I have, do you remember the letter he wrote? He actually said, I wish you the very best of luck oh, God. in your future endeavors. Signed, President Donald J. Trump. I just wanted to write that one line. All right, so there you go. Seems like a long time ago, but it's only been a year. Crazy. Crazy, <laughs> what a wild year. That was episode 98 when that happened. See? See? The passage of time. <laughs> uh, time our, marches on. 
Yeah. For whom the bell tolls. Uh, Time Zero marches on. All right. Uh, so, guys, let's talk about robocalls for a second. How many robocalls do you think you've gotten this month? You any robocalls? See, I mean, yeah, all the time. Yeah? All the time. Yeah? I'm getting a lot. Lately. I get, but to be fair, I get a lot of them on my phone at work. Mm. So, I mean, if we're rolling that in, I get, yeah. I mean, I get robocalled like crazy at work, actually. I get one from a Rochester number constantly. But I've been getting mm. them on my cell phone yeah, more, more in the which, last probably six months to a year yeah, or so. I feel like they slowed down just the last week or so, but uh, getting... Well, the numbers have gone up. Since 2015, uh, reports of robocalls have increased at quite an alarming rate with about 4.5 million robocall complaints filed in 2017. That's just complaints. That's up from 2.1 million complaints in 2015. Um, it's insane that this can happen, but they're actually making billions of calls a month, these automated machines. Uh, and even those, like, do not call lists don't actually stop anyone from doing it. Uh, so put a please don't rob me sign in the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the content of these calls themselves varies, but the most popular robo-scams revolve around, uh, what would you guys expect them to be about? Fleecing the old folks for money. Yes, generally it's fleecing old folks <laughs> for money. Lying about the Democrats. Uh, <laughs> the most popular ones are uh, people call calling offering 0% interest rates, mm -hmm. yeah. solving problems with your credit card, uh, or forgiving your student debt, which I'm sure is a, it's a harsh one for people. Go get you. Uh, a couple of interesting facts. iOS users are taking the brunt of the impact. Uh, iPhone users receive 29% more robocalls than Android owners. Um, and T-Mobile users are averaging 14.8 robocalls a month in March, which is kind of wild. Um, I don't know, man. I, I've gotten to a point where I almost ignore every phone call I get now and just assume if it's important to leave a message, right? That's what I, yeah. That's not the way it was supposed to be. That's not how this is supposed to work, right? It's an overcorrection because it's too much. We've become too available. <coughs> and, you know, like, we've become too available and it, it's too much for a lot of people. So now people are pulling back. I recently, like, you know, I've made, I made a decision pretty recently. Um, I'm done with Facebook messaging. Like, I, we talked about yeah. it. I got rid of Messenger on my phone. If I see something, I still get a notification. I got a notification today, right? Somebody sent me a message on Facebook. Said so-and-so sent a message. And I can see if they sent me one, but because I don't have the app, I can't look at a single word of the content that they're saying. So sometimes if I see somebody coming through that I know that you know I'm going to have to get back to, or it's like somebody reaching out, or yeah. like a family member shooting me something, I'll get it on my desktop the next day at work. Yeah. But like people are starting to have to draw lines because the connect the communication is too open. There's too many avenues, so you have to start drawing lines. Being like, hey, look, if you want me for something work related. Don't send me a Facebook message, or you yeah. know, don't like robocall me, whatever it is, because mm -hmm. it's just become too much, and now people are starting to pull back because it's unnatural and you can't live like that. I think you got out at the right time because I did see today, and I don't have any news on this, that Facebook Messenger is going to start adding like a dating uh, addition to their I app. Saw, I did I see. I'm, which... I am so morbidly curious How <laughs> about what I feel like all they're going to do is you imagine like. I feel like this is going to lead to so many people being, oh like, God. offended and upset. And, like, they'll suggest, like, because the way I picture it in my head is, like, they'll, for example, use you, Sam. Like, say you get a message, like, hey, we think you should date, like, these five people your friends is. And you're just like, wait, what? Who? These five <laughs> people? This person? <laughs> what? No. Yeah. Me? It doesn't matter with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm glad no. I'm not the whole The whole reason that Tinder works fundamentally, is you don't really know any of the people on there, right? It's sort of like you're taking a chance on a photo. Theoretically, I feel like it'd be tough in an area like this. Right. But, but with Facebook, the only people you know on Facebook are the people you add. Yeah. This just leads to so many questions about yeah. 
Who's in your Facebook you dating pool? Yeah, then they'll learn more about you. Creepers will be all over your, yeah, your life seems... and your friends and where you go. Don't do it. Don't well, you'll also, it. like, I mean, it's, creepy. it's weird because a lot of people, you know, for as much as I talk about, like, I don't, I don't really mess with Facebook. I don't look at Facebook. But I'm also, I accept any friend request that I get unless it's, if it's something that's, like, quite obviously a bot, yeah. then I won't bother. But yeah. anybody who requests me, no matter who they are, I add it. And so, like... It's weird because you've got people on there you don't even know. I got, I, there was somebody that I met one time and I went to look up. I'm like, oh, let me see, you know, what's up with this person? Look up more. And we were already friends and been mm-hmm. friends for years. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, it's true. And so, like, that leads to a weird thing because, like, if I'm accepting, I get, like, some weird friend requests and I accept everybody. Mm-hmm. And so they're just gonna be like, oh, this seems to be your kind of person. It just seems like it's going to be a hot mess for everybody mm-hmm. and I can't wait to watch everybody else wait yeah. through it. No, it's going to be hilarious. Facebook dating. <sighs> God, it just seems like. Facebook's like, we got all this bad press. What's something we can do to just, like, move down to the next circle of hell? Like, what's something what's else? Next? What's Black Mirror-esque <laughs> dystopian hellhole? And the posts are going to be even more awful, too. People are going to be trying way too hard nah, to make their it. profiles perfect. Uh, so I have a couple quick things I want to hit before we move on to the Doomsday Report. Uh, there's a report out this week that gas prices are at a three-year high nationwide. I feel like when we were younger, there was a huge up like uprising about gas prices like we made a huge thing when gas prices went high and i don't see anyone really talking about it very they've often. been pretty low yeah for I, for a decently like, long time what, have you noticed that they're high lately? Five. yeah for they're higher like, creeping back up towards three but they haven't yeah. got up to where they were so i think people are like was it really that bad it was bad. we broke five bucks did we yeah I also remember when it was like a dollar seventy five. Yeah, I did too. Those were really good days. Those were really good days. <laughs> I remember when there was like a period of time where I was like, when it goes up a four, I'm not driving anywhere. And I'm like, yeah, whatever the gas prices, I got to pay yeah, for it now, man. <laughs> That's why I, I, I'm more or less like I, years ago, I sort of resolved to stop looking. When I was younger, I used to be like, oh, well, it's, you know, five cents cheaper if I go over here. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm just like, look, I have to put gas in the car. I'm going to pay for it. Hmm. I pay by dollar amount anyway, so I might as well just like, if I'm putting in, if I'm going to put in $20, I'll put in $20, whatever. Just yeah, exactly. Put the gas in the car. I got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, no, it's true. And it only it's only the kind of thing that you notice when you're a cheapskate and you're putting like $5 and you're like, what? What am I getting? A half gallon? <laughs> what, uh, is <laughs> what is this? Um, I won't get too far into this, but this came out this week. There is no hidden chamber. Behind King Tut's tomb, I saw that it was very upset. Investigation, very upset. <laughs> yeah, for years they thought there was a secret compartment, which was the final. Oh, no, just place. recently though, this popped out recently when they thought that they found new chambers, but then it turns out they didn't. What they mm. find? Nothing. Nothing. We conclude with a very high level of confidence that the hypothesis concerning the existence of hidden chambers adjacent to Tutankhamun's tomb uh, is not supported by the ground penetrating radar data. Unquote. It's a very boring way to say. Didn't find nothing. They must be so bummed. <laughs> must be a downer, right? But hey, you got to believe in the science or else chaos. Speaking of which, let's get to this week's edition of the Doomsday Report. Three Ooh. of the three of the stories that are making me feel the most uncomfortable right now with oh. the world around me. New game called How Concerned Should Sam Be? Yeah, okay. So uh, this one's not really concerned for me, just like scary concern for the world. Have you guys seen any of the pictures from the earthquakes that are going on in Hawaii oh, uh, with this Kilauea volcano? Kilauea? Kilauea? Is that what I said? I there already read some, but I didn't, get, I didn't really see any pictures. They're saying oh, that, it's crazy. They're saying it could last for months. Yeah. Really, really scary stuff. If looks, not, I always thought the Kilauea was the one. You know how they've got the one volcano in Hawaii that's always erupting and never stops? Mm. I always thought that was Kilauea. 
I'm, I must have them confused, or maybe it's an extra more active uh, dispersal of you know magma gases and everything than what they normally have oozing. Oh my god! But yeah, some of the footage is yeah. crazy. The That's world we awesome. live in now with drones and high def cameras everywhere—disaster for somebody like me. <laughs> when it comes to disaster stuff, like you watch those overhead drone shots of that Fukushima yeah. earthquake from 2011, all this stuff is out there. It's crazy to visualize and imagine how hellish it must. Yeah, be. Yeah, here you go. Here's the facts. Kilauea, one of the world's most active volcanoes, and one of five on the island, has been in con- constant eruption for. 35 years. Lava flow from the volcano has covered 48 Boom. square miles. So uh, we'd be like no Hawaii. You don't know about my volcano now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know, I didn't know what you are talking stuff. about. So, so my, my worry levels personally are very low because I don't think there's any Utica volcanoes that I'm aware of, but very scary to look at these footage. Very apocalyptic. You want me to get you a gas up and worried about it? About the super volcano? Oh, good, no, no. The super uh, volcano's not in play here, but what we're worried about here in the Pacific is the Ring of Fire. Oh, yes, the Ring you of Fire. You know about the Ring of Fire? I'm, I'm familiar with the Ring so of Fire. So anytime you see something pop up anywhere on the Ring, you're always concerned and reminded that whole Ring exists and the whole thing would ever trigger. Okay. Okay, can't hear you. The humans. It's true. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, so... Next. Doomsday no. Report. Uh, this one is just Doomsday for Science. Uh, the Flat Earth people had a convention. The UK's that. first Flat Earth convention. Uh, they met in Birmingham, England last week. Uh, I'm not going to get into everything, but i got to share with you a very particular theory that was passed around that I think is the greatest thing I've ever heard, okay? This is from conference speaker... I'm not even going to give his name, but it's it's worth looking up. We know that continuous east-west travel is a reality. Uh, no doi. Uh, because the planet's round. <laughs> uh, no one has ever come close to or crossed the physical boundary. This is a real quote. One logical possibility for those who are truly free thinkers is that space time warps around and we get a Pac-Man effect. Unquote. Oh, no. The, the pac You ever play Pac-Man where Pac-Man goes yes. up to one side of the screen and just magically appears in the other? Apparently that's what they're going with now. Wow. That's what we're going with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, simply you appear back on the opposite side. Uh, I just... Just wild stuff, man. I don't... How concerned should I be about the Pac-Man theory of Flat Earth? I wonder how many people went to that. That's what I want to know. How many That's people more disconcerning. Yeah. Well, but here's my question, though. How many people attended though. this event? Like, would you not go? I would have to go. Would it be not... Like, if tickets were, like, super cheap, or you could just get in and go eat, I, like, catering on the Flat Earth people's dime when you go out and have loony conversations? I would, I would go. With Maniac just crushing beers, being like, yeah, you know, got Pac-Man. I never thought about it. How many times I've played the game? Finally, my eyes are open. <laughs> my, I see. My, I'm awake. <laughs> my eyes see. See more. Tell me more. Um, and this one... This one's less of a doomsday report and more of just a wild thing that I saw. Uh, so this is a story about an airplane that happened earlier this week. Uh, this was out in England. Uh, Transavia Airlines. An unnamed older uh. gentleman on an airline's plane was forcibly removed from the aircraft after it made an unscheduled stop in Vienna, Austria. According to reports... Two men who were sitting next to the person in question asked the man to cease passing wind, something he had allegedly been going doing for some time. Whether the man had a medical condition or was just doing it to annoy those around him is unclear. But it was so bad and smelly that a fight reportedly broke out. After warnings from airplane staff and even an intervention from the pilot, the plane was forced to land so police could come aboard and deal with the situation. Uh, they, Austrian police officers responded to the request by coming on board with dogs to remove the flatulent individual. Footage of the incident was shared on social media because, of course it was. This is just me feeling so he like... he flown into another country and had to stay there? Get off he, in another country? Yeah, because of his fart fight that he got in with these people. I mean... 
common courtesy, folks. Is it all gone? Have we lost it? They have those crummy little bathrooms in the airplane to go do that in, I suppose. Those little tiny bathrooms that I'm sure are too small for someone Kevin's size. The airplane bathroom? Too big for it? Um, I, all you really got to do is stand. Mm. You know what I mean? As Fair point. Stand. I've never been on a plane for longer than maybe five hours, so I can't really say, but, Fair. you know, I'm not interested in finding out really either. <laughs> Um, so, all right, that's it. Uh, we have one last thing this week, guys. Uh, again, it was quite the 150 episodes. Thanks, everybody, for hanging for 150. Uh, so this week, I mi- every year we do this, I miss the Kentucky Derby because it's always on a Sunday, and I never think of it until, like, the day it happens. So we I never... always miss it, too, because it's the Kentucky Derby, and I do not care. Is... <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I didn't even know what was going on. So you didn't know that the Kentucky Derby happened this week? I knew when I was in Old Forge, and there were all these people outside getting pictures of them with hats on. They're all drinking mint juleps? I don't know what they were drinking. Yeah, it's about, that's the drink of choice down there. Um, so the horse who won was somebody called Justify. Uh, and I've always been fascinated with uh, horse, the names that people come up with for these horses. So I looked up crazy horse names from over the years, and I came up with a list of 25. I'm not going to read them all to you, uh, but I found a couple good ones over the years. Typhoon 2 from 1897. I'm curious who Typhoon 1 was. Uh, here's two of them that I like when they name a horse after just like a word, right? There's Determine in 1954, and then Decidedly. That's not a name. How about Foolish Pleasure? 1975, that's a pretty good one. How about Dust Commander? No. No, no good? How about His Eminence? No. Mm. How about Lord Murphy? No. How about Citation? Mm. Macbeth 2. No. (laughs) I kind of like Macbeth 2. How about Orb? That was a horse from 2013. Orb. Terrible. All right, so fine. I've come up with a couple uh, names for horses. Uh, You guys can rate the ones I've came up with if I... Good uh, name, a racehorse. Uh, one, Woodstock Lives. Be a good name for a horse. I mean, you, that's that's such a, a cheap pop pandering. Because <laughs> you know I can't say I don't like that name for a horse. <laughs> How about Keep It Tight? Great name for a horse. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I got 20 this, and Keep It Tight. This one's for Velarde. How about Hi Hater, I See You? No. That's, that's an incredible name for a horse. <laughs> the guys on Barstool. It's got to be haters. Hi Hater. The guys on Barstool Sports had a good one that was just, do it, you won't. That was the name, <laughs> right? That's the name of your horse. Um, I had one that was a young glue stick because it's a horse and it's eventually going to get turned into glue. Mm. I mean, it's oh, kind of dark. Sad. And then uh, last but not least, if we ever get ourselves a Uticast horse, it can only have one name. Of course, that is number one on Stitcher. That's the name of our horse. And we're going to win the Kentucky Derby on it. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I want to thank you folks for joining us for 150 episodes. Thanks for our Made in Utica friends. Made in Utica Passport coming out soon. Pre-orders going fast. Follow Heather on Twitter. Heather Waz. One. Follow Kevin. You want people to follow you? I, yeah, I tell you. Yeah, yeah. I'm out there. I, wanted, I may come back may, one day. Yeah. Underscore Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, follow me. DM me. Send me messages. Yeah, if you can't I'll get on respond. Facebook Messenger. If somebody says something to me, I'll generally reply. Yes. Or I'll at the very least read it. That's very nice of you. Thoughtful. I can tell what you're doing, but I'm going to blow right past it and just say thank you for being so gracious, Heather. You're welcome. Appreciate you. Uh, follow, the show, <laughs> follow the show at Uticast on Twitter. We're on Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, MadeInUtica.com, Uticast.com, uh, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. We're taking over the web. Woodstock, Liz, keep it tight. Sayonara, humanoids. Uh, we will see you next time. It's been. We'll see you in the next 150. 150 more. Then I'm done. That's it. After that, who do you see? Well, yeah, who are you gonna see? 
When you say see you next time, I do you, you see? Are they are they here with us right now? Is there a secret video? Is there anybody in this room? Can someone see? You're it? saying is this behind the door? Is this the Westworld things? I'm only I can oh. only see what I'm programmed to see. Oh, I'm, I'm see, not that's pro- it. see. I'm a synthetic you person. You find out after all these years that you're a host. Yeah, I'm a host. I've been a host, guys. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Westworld. I'm gonna go watch Westworld. Bye, guys. See you next week. Thank you.